won. The national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. It goes. Touchdown Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Greg Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? And good Friday afternoon to you. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and on the boards and in the studio with me today is Coach Mike. Coach Mike, how you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. And we have we've got football on the brain, uh, on our hands, on our body. We got football everywhere, just oozing out of our pores, right here in Columbia, Tennessee, as we prepare for a full slate of high school and football and college football all weekend and going all the way through Monday night. I mean, we're going to have we – got, we got high school and college tonight, and then we're going to go college Saturday, college Sunday, and college Monday night instead of the NFL Monday night version. We're going to have a college NCAA Monday night version because all the pros are taking – taking their little, a little time off probably and well-deserved and getting ready for next week's uh, Thursday night opener. That's going to be the opening game for NFL season, uh, for the NFL season. And um, as our Titans prepare to travel down to the Big Easy, New Orleans, and play the Saints with their new quarterback, Derek Carr and company, so that's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Yeah, to quote a famous voice, it is football time it, in it, Tennessee. Absolutely. It absolutely <laughs> oh, is. and it is. I mean, we're going to go in, here in the next 12 days. I think we're actually going to go three days without some kind of football game being broadcast somewhere. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm just going to go on and pat myself on the back. And <coughs> Excuse me. I um, also have to give complete 100% credit to my Magic 8 ball uh, at the house. Uh, the app Magic Eight Ball against the spread yesterday. Um, if you, if our listeners were writing down what the Magic Eight Ball had to say, went four and zero against the spread. Uh, the Magic Starting Eight, off hot, that absolutely. And the Magic Eight Ball picked uh, Utah to cover against Florida, which they did twenty four to ten. Picked uh, University of Central Florida to cover the thirty five points over Kent State, which they did fifty six to six. Uh, picked UConn to cover the 14 points they were getting against NC State. Had a chance to win that game, but NC State kind of pulled it out there towards the end in, in the fourth quarter, 24 to 24 to 14. And uh, in the Nebraska-Minnesota game, and I don't know if you guys watched that or not, but uh, Nebraska I- and their new coach, Matt Rule, who used to coach in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers, who's now – He's now the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, they got beat 13-10, to 10, and Minnesota basically scored 10 points in the, in the last three minutes. Yes. I, I, to, uh, win, to win that ball d- due game. Due to some uh, programming issues at, at my house and stuff, that was the one game I got to watch last night. And uh, uh, Nebraska 
Minnesota started off really strong. Uh, well, I say really strong. They moved the ball up and down the field, only ended up with three points for right. the, the right. half. Uh, and, and, and Nebraska? And, and, and the Minnesota coach said something at halftime. He said, we've got to finish our drives and stuff. You know, otherwise, this is going to come back to get us. And sure enough, Nebraska comes out. Scores well and uh, <laughs> scores a couple of you know had it came out in the second half came out with a a big trick play that was almost a disaster and turned into a a great play. Uh, I mean, if, if you're Minnesota, if you're Nebraska, you you're just sick because yeah. I mean oh, you've yeah. held you've held Minnesota uh, at Minnesota yeah to three points the for fifty seven minutes. Yeah, right? I, I yeah, mean, it's fifty-seven it's, minutes. You've held them to three points, and your defense has played a fantastic game. You give up and, ten in the last three minutes. Uh, I know they were just sick. They yeah. were absolutely sick. And, and a lot of it came back down to their quarterback's decision making. Uh, he had a. They were driving. I had the ball uh, first and or like third and goal at the, about the nine. Uh, thought he saw somebody in the end zone. Throws a. Absolutely horrible pick. I mean, just right to the defensive guy. Stops that drive. And then they're driving to seal the game. They're driving to seal the game in the last three minutes. And their running back who had been they, – they mentioned on the broadcast had been in the doghouse for fumbling and didn't practice, had kind of worked his way out of the doghouse, Fumbles. put himself right back in the doghouse by fumbling. And Minnesota gets the ball at about 50-yard line and has a chance to get in there close. They score – uh, Nebraska basically goes three and out, and then Minnesota gets about a minute to get down to field goal range, and that's exactly what they do. Um, I think the running back you're talking about, his last name is Grant, Grant yep. and um, Matt Rule calls him out after the game's over and calls him by name and says, you know, uh, Grant cannot – our running back, Grant cannot – Cannot give that can, ball can up. I, can I lay the ball on the ground yeah, right there? Yeah, and, he, and, and, he discuss, and he actually discussed what you were talking about, Coach, um, his problems in practice camp, yeah. uh, in camp leading up to last night's game about him not being able to secure the ball. <laughs> now, whether Grant's going to have to sleep with one, have him duct taped, I don't know. Without a, I don't know. They'll, I, they'll I take have the a ball feeling and, and there's going to be some time standing on the side watching is going to be one of the big one of the big changes right there because yeah. they, you know, as in most uh, Division One programs, there's a stable of running backs that are just no. itching to get a chance and. Yeah. Rules kind of going okay, and you know he makes and, and from what Rule says, the kid, the kid makes great plus some, some oh. terrific plays. Some, he's a terrific running back, but the play he got on. to hold on to the ball. The play he fumbled on, he made a great cut at the line of scrimmage to get up and and had about an eight or nine yard gain to put him in like second and second and short to you know just eat the clock of, uh, away and stuff like that, and gets hit from the side. The guy yanks on his arm and pulls it down and and. Uh, there you went. know, and, and it goes away from him. And well, ten points in the last three minutes—it's it's hard to swallow and and have the, especially uh, they. One of the things they mentioned with Nebraska had lost like twelve games in the last two years by one, yeah. by by one uh, possession. So you know, it, it, it I'm just, sure it the fan base, punch, just the fan base punch. is sitting there holding their breath, their collective breath until oh. until they see triple zeros on 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 the score. On the scoreboard, and because they if, if that's the case, then they feel like, you know, here it comes. Here and, it comes. And the Minnesota here kicker had already missed one from about the same distance. He had already pushed he had already pushed one left, and so they were kind of hoping hoping against hope that they would get get to go into overtime and then 
uh, didn't happen. He pushes, you know, he, well, he that was it. that was a pretty exciting ball game. You know, there was there weren't a lot of points scored as um, Minnesota outlasted Nebraska last night, thirteen to ten. Uh, in SEC games or school action, uh, Florida took it on the chin from Utah, and Utah's second string quarterback. Uh, Barnes came in, and the first play from scrimmage was a 70-yard touchdown. Um, with Utah's Cam Rising, their starting quarterback from last year that tore an ACL in the Rose, Rose Bowl on January 2nd, was in street clothes watching on the sidelines as walk-on, as his uh, second-string quarterback Barnes, a walk-on at Utah, uh, stepped up to the plate through a 70-yard Deep pass right off the bat. Florida found themselves down seven nothing, and that was you know they and Utah never relinquished the lead again and ended up winning twenty four ten, and uh, the Magic Eight Ball had Utah pick minus four and a half. I'm going to say that was one of the four games that uh, against the spread that the Magic Eight Ball got right yesterday for a change. So it's four and zero. Um, oh, the Magic Eight Ball's on in football. There you it's, go. Oh, it's, 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 it's basketball. It's, and basketball is a little tough, you know. Basketball is <laughs> a little tough. Uh, so let's see what else went on. Elon took it took a a, a pretty good butt whooping from Wake Forest, thirty seven seventeen. University of Central Florida, Gus Malzone and company um, put it all over Kent State, fifty six to six. The Magic Eight Ball had. Uh, Central Florida covering the 36 points and over in that game, by the way. Um, uh, and then NC State and UConn. Uh, NC State was favored by 14, and Magic 8-Ball had UConn. Uh, UConn covers. Uh, they just they lost by 10. And then South Dakota was at Missouri, and Missouri won fairly easily, 35-10. to 10. So those were last night's Thursday night NCAA football games. Now, tonight, uh, Battle of the Miamis, uh, Miami of Ohio visits Miami of F- University of Miami of Florida. Uh, Miami's favored by 16. Central Michigan. Go- which, which Miami? Uh, I'm sorry, Miami of Florida. The there hurricane, we go. The Hurricanes. <laughs> the Hurricanes are, are favored by 16. Uh, Central Michigan is at Michigan State. Michigan State's favored by 14. Uh, Louisville visits Georgia Tech. Louisville by seven there. And Stanford is minus three at Hawaii, which is not a bad place to go play an away game, as we were talking about yesterday. And I'll have some Magic 8-Ball picks for those four games tonight at the end of the hour. I'm not going to give them away right now because we want you guys to hang with us. There we go. You know, just don't take the money and run, right? I mean, we we call that in the profession a tease. There you go. (laughs) It's a teaser, and you don't have to move any points or anything. I'm just going to give you this straight out. Who's going to cover according to the Magic 8-Ball? Now, um, talking about Nebraska, did you all happen to see the story about the Nebraska volleyball, women's volleyball team? Yes, they did a report while I was I was watching that game, and uh, they did a report, and that's that's an amazing event. Uh, I think it's kudos to Nebraska for coming up with the idea to sure. start with. Sure, uh, they uh, basically put the volleyball game in the football stadium. Yes, and 
and they did. It, it was charged attendance. It was, you know, it, yes, it, it yeah, was you had attempt. to pay. You it had to pay 20, to get Twenty-five dollars a person. For, five dollars for, for a, I think, high five, school and under. Uh, high school and under. And uh, so it I wasn't, like, so. It wasn't like they just opened up the gates and said, everybody come yeah, in come here. in. We want to set a record. We want to set know. a record. Right. No. No, they you had, had to pay to come in. They in. had 92,000 plus in the Nebraska football stadium to watch what were uh, kind of a Division II First was kind of a little, little yeah. exhibition game, and then Omaha, I guess the University, University of Omaha, Omaha. Yep. was playing uh, the Nebraska University of Nebraska women's volleyball. And Nebraska's volleyball team is very good. They're yeah, they've four got four time national champions. I heard five today. Okay, five. Okay, I, but I I'm know just the, saying, I know four. and four might be right. I but, know four. It could be five. But anyway, uh, you know, and the thing about Nebraska is, look. Even their football program, which has been down lately, let's just be honest. The, the football program has not been as up up to where they've had the history shows over the decades before. So they've been taking, like you said earlier, losing games uh, by just a few points here and there, and and, and just they've just been taking on it. But you know who have not who did not lose the faith and does not lose the faith. That is the fan base of Nebraska. And interestingly, every Every home game is basically a sellout. Yeah, an interesting little tidbit is the uh, – and this has been true for, I would say, 20, 25 years at least. If, well, longer, 30, 35 years, is that on game day, Nebraska's football stadium is the number two population center – in the state, I think there's two million people in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, in the whole state of Nebraska, but they're the, there's they're like the two number two population center. That's in all the cities, there all the go. towns. The football stadium is the number two population center in the state on game day. And so what? So, so that gives you an idea. Of the following they have, uh, especially under Coach Osborne back in the day, uh, back you know, in the in the eighties and nineties when yeah. he was, you, know, you had all those powerful teams. The Oklahoma-Nebraska game used to be the game. You know, the, sure, in fact, they, sure they, they labeled it one, at one time the game of the century. Um, well, so, I, you know, unfortunately, they've kind of tailed off as far as their success rate. I think Coach Rule's going to make some differences. He's already made differences in their, in their competitiveness and, and, and stuff. He's just, you know, he's, he's, got a tough, he's got a tough road to climb because he's got to do it in the Big Ten. No, I'm – and uh, well, yeah. and he's and he's doing it in a, and again in a place that is not necessarily known for its outside attractions beyond football. Sure, football's so, it, man. Yeah, Cornhusker I mean, football is it in and Nebraska. That man, was a big selling point for a long time, and of course, no, today's player, that's that's kind of a thing right. he has to overcome. So the prior to this volleyball event, this women's volleyball event that. Brought in ninety two thousand plus and set a record, and I've got and what I need to find out. I do a little bit more studying about it, but ninety is it is, is it a people. world is it a world record for for a live yes. audience for a women's, women's sporting volleyball. event? I think a so. Sporting event. I, think that, I don't because think it's all sporting event or women's well, I think it's all sporting event because the prior record record holder was uh the game between china the soccer game between okay. china and the usa US. okay. when the girl slid on her knees and pulled right. off her <laughs> pulled off her jersey you know and had yeah. the sports bra underneath uh britney uh, and i can't remember what that girl's name was but anyway yeah. uh that that Mia ham i think all uh, right well, she no, it wasn't Mia ham no 
Sorry. Oh, God. Anyway, she <laughs> – that the, – <laughs> I'm getting this look like, no. No, that, that's not it. Okay. Uh, but I think the record was 90,000 plus. Chastain. Brittany Chastain. Chastain. Possibly. Does that sound right? That, that Brittany sounds- Chastain. Okay. But anyway, it makes – it's neither here nor there. Yeah. But uh, it was 90,000-plus for that soccer game. Now, whether that's in the United States or worldwide, I don't know. The report I heard was world. Was okay. Worldwide. It was worldwide. And it was 93,000 or 90-something plus three you know, in three. 90,000 okay. or 92 or 93,003 or okay. something like that. But, but hey – Kudos to the oh, to, it was, kudos to the Nebraska athletic department who for, got this idea together, and for all those fans to pour out and watch watch a watch a volleyball game put in the middle of a football field, and you know, can you imagine it, the girls? The, the I mean, thrill the girls got. You know, that's the biggest crowd they've ever played to, probably ever will. And play you know, to. they had people showing up yeah. and sitting in this stadium. Where their best their their best view of the volleyball game was on the jumbotron. Yeah, I mean they couldn't see had, they couldn't see had, what's had, going had on. Binoculars down. just to see the ball. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations to uh, Nebraska for setting that record, um, and I'm sure um, everybody and all the girls on the volleyball team really appreciate. Yeah, the they support came and did a big love. football style uh, entry to the game, you know, and all that stuff. It was it was kind of neat to watch it. Well, there watch you the go. Report. And. Uh, and so that's that's something that you know that's something that colleges can still do. You wouldn't you wouldn't see that from a yeah. pro. You wouldn't see that from a pro aspect. Yeah. You wouldn't see that from a you know a, a, a city based Los Angeles, New Club York, Miami, type, yeah. Atlanta, Dallas. You wouldn't see you wouldn't see support like that. Uh, you know. I agree. Only in the college atmosphere where you see people and really c- only get off in- their rear ends, pay a little money, and go in there to help do something pretty darn cool, and that's be a part of a world of a world record. Uh, and actually, Nebraska is the best place to pull that off because there's not a whole lot of competition for their money or attention. You know, the the, big, the ball game, the big ball game's the next day, so it's kind of a precursor to the ball game. Uh, just a great job on on Nebraska University of Nebraska's part in, in promoting their their lady so, uh, excuse me lady volleyball team and and their college uh, you know their university just a, a super job. Well, there you go. Okay, we're up against our first break here at on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake with Coach Mike in the studio. Give us about four minutes, and we're going to be right back. See it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. 
Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. You ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, and thank you for joining us. It is the first day of September, first Friday, which they celebrate in downtown Columbia. All the merchants open up their doors and uh, invite customers to come in. They have some music down there, food trucks. It's it's quite a production. Uh, if If any of you listeners have not experienced first Friday in Columbia, Tennessee, come on down this evening. Uh Probably around six o'clock till around. T- I would say eight, about eight eight thirty. Is it a couple, couple yeah. of three hours? Let's say, yeah. let's say six. Typically to nine. Eight. six to nine. Yeah, it to... starts winding down about eight o'clock. Okay, a little bit. all but, right. Uh, but you know, there's a lot going on this weekend because we also have the Murray County Fair that opened up last night. Uh, and, and right next door to it, and right I mean next, right, right next, next door. door. <laughs> In fact, they'll be sharing some some parking areas probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is the 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 central football game tonight against Hunter's Lane against Hunter's Lane that was originally scheduled to, to be, be at away Lane, but uh, Hunter's Lane's football field is unusable at the moment right uh, they are making a lot of improvements to it they just couldn't get them done in time for this season right. so Hunter's Lane's having to make other arrangements and this this week the arrangement was to come down here and coach Tredarius Golf and his staff will be looking for their second victory after winning at Dixon County last week so uh, but we will have the uh, Murray County Public Schools game day uh, show and game of the week, and we'll be at Mount Pleasant. As they take on Waverly. Right, they'll take on Waverly, which looks to be a terrific football game. Yes, it does. And uh, our broadcast will start on this signal, 101.7 FM, WKOM, at 530, and run all the way up to kickoff at 7, and then we'll switch it over to the play-by-play at 7 o'clock and bring you Mount Pleasant at home against Waverly as the Columbia Central Lions will be broadcast with Big Lou Maddox doing the play-by-play on 103.7 FM. Actually, Lee Maddox, his dad, will be doing play-by-play. And oh, Lou is do, do the do, color. Okay, the color okay. And, right. and well, the father and son, father it's a father and son, son team. Brian, and they do a terrific do job. A if, job. You, if you guys have not tuned in and listened, you really should. Um, as the Maddox uh, father and son team, tag team, do a great, great job in the broadcast booth. And they'll be broadcasting the CHS uh, Hunters Lane game kicking off at 7 o'clock from Lindsey Nelson Stadium, and I hope there's not too much noise from the fair that's going to be drowning out the well, voices. Well, and on you know on another again on another footing, I am looking forward to our second our second week together. Yeah, uh, Barry Duke does our play by play for the game of the week, and, and we get to add in our little. And then uh, Drake and I are doing the color commentary, of- and uh, we uh, had a really good time with the Mount Pleasant Spring Hill Which game. Which turned out to be a game. heck of a ball game. And we're expecting this game to be a uh, even more competitive yeah. game. Yeah. Waverly is coming in with a running back that I talked to to Mount Pleasant's coach this morning. He has over 700 yards. In two games. In two games. They have scored 150 
point or right hundred between 140 and 150 points in two games. They well, scored, I just have to question who they they're playing. I am sorry, yeah. Coach. I just got a question. Yeah. Who Waverly is playing to, to get – to but get uh, that many and, and, points and that many yards in just two games. Yeah, but uh, – That's 70-something points a game. Yeah. He said they scored 71 in their first game. Oh, my God. Well, and, they're not playing uh, anybody. I mean, know, come on. Yeah, the, uh, I, I can't remember exactly because uh, we were – of course, we were focusing on Mount Pleasant's uh, right. games and stuff. But uh, he says they're coming in with a very strong – you know, they got a running back, you know, that's okay. you know k- killing everybody around. But he said – he goes, what – a lot of people aren't talking a lot of it. They've got a really, really good quarterback, too. Okay. And he says, you, be focus, to you can't focus too much because this quarterback can also hurt you. And if you if you listeners out there, come on down to Mount Pleasant tonight. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. It's going to be a beautiful night. The weather yeah. is finally turned. The, yeah. worm is, the weather worm is finally turned in our favor. It's going to be cooler. I promise you it's going to be football weather out there tonight. We're going to be yeah, broadcasting be live starting at 530. Mid-70s. And so load, and, and load your friends and your 70s. kids up in the mm. car. Get them to Mount Pleasant. Get them out to uh, the CHS game at the Murray County Park at Lindsay, Lindsay Nelson Stadium on Jim Bank. Cartwright Field. What you said? CHS. That's 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 one of our sponsors. <laughs> CHS. Columbia Central. CCHS. Oh, okay. <laughs> Columbia High School. C- Columbia Central High School. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. Well, I yeah, gradu- hey, I'm getting I graduated here. from there. This, so this I, is, this I, is, I, hey, I, I can call it anything I want. I graduated from there. Okay. <laughs> that's so the old English teacher coming out in me. <laughs> the, eight, the Atlantic Coast Conference presidents have pulled the trigger, and they've decided that they're going to let Cal- University of California, Stanford University, and Southern Methodist University, SMU, out of Dallas, Texas, join the ACC, join the Atlantic Coast Conference. So now, you know, do you remember that old string of grocery stores called the A&Ps? Or, I, I, yeah. Okay. So what are they going to change it to the A and P C C? I don't. I mean, can it be that? I mean, the uh, the Atlantic and Pacific Coast Conference. I mean, well, is you that because call the, we started teasing. Of course, the Big Ten went was the first group to go coast to coast, and so. Uh, and they had been the Big Ten in how many years? Yeah, they had, had just ten members just, in just, in four or five years yeah, or something least, like that. At least. Uh, so now you got the ACC that's that's gone coast to coast, and uh, of course it was it was almost. It was almost, you know, and that's the – it's going to be the final – that's the death blow for the Pac-12, you know, what's left of the Pac-12. I think well, there's, the only, only, there's only one team left. I think we talked about that. The only team left is the Oregon State Beavers. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to end up going – they're going to pick one of these big conferences but you know and what? try to apply. For, or they – I don't know if they've got enough of a national following to go independent. I've got and, an idea for stuff. Oregon State. If they, if they remain in the Pac – if they remain in the Pac-12. They've got the championship locked, locked up. in. Well, I mean, they're, 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 you know, there's nobody else. <laughs> they got uh, the, I mean, they've got the championship so they, locked so they, up. So they, so they get an automatic bid into the That's playoffs. right, baby. Every year they just sit there and they, they no matter how, and how, you know how, how long terrible that's going to last. <laughs> you know how long that's going to last. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they got it locked up year after year after hey, year. Yeah, they're just, the only, they're the only a, school in it. Put a team put a team on the rock, you know, put a team on paper and go. There you have it. Um, okay. Ohio State, and there's a lot, and because of uh, General Motors here in this area, and, and and so forth. There's a, and there's a lot of Buckeye fans everywhere. 
But uh, Buckeye fans, uh, if you haven't heard, your starting quarterback against Indiana on Saturday will be Mr. Kyle McCord as head coach Ryan Day has decided that McCord has been the most consistent uh, at the quarterback position during camp, uh, you know, leading to obviously this summer. Uh, so he's going to start McCord over Devin Brown. Uh, but he said, you know, there's a good possibility that that Brown will see multiple reps along with McCord. Now, you know, they're playing against Ohio State in Indiana. And I, you know what? I was looking at the Ohio State's schedule and you know we were talking about how easy georgia's is i mean georgia's yeah. i mean joy good gosh columbia academy plays a tougher schedule <laughs> than georgia does uh, well but I'm i just, heard somebody finally come to the defense of georgia's schedule and they how said, could you how well, could you defend georgia's was, schedule? they said that they were originally that this year was one of the years they were scheduled to play ou in one of their non-conference games but when ou joined the sec that they that had to be, part that of had the agreement because all the schedule scrambling they had to do, and Georgia could not do their home and home agreement and with them, so they had to basically get out of that, eliminate that game, which was supposed to be one of Georgia's upper tier competitive games, and now all of a sudden they were gone, and they had to find somebody, and of course the only ones available are, you know the 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 less than competitive teams and I'm and I'm like not that, I'm so. not here to kick I'm not here to kick try to kick the balls around and and diminish you know the them them having to play Tennessee like they do every year, um but I mean you know you look at Florida last night that they play Florida out of the East you look at the Vol I mean the the Vols are going to have a the good, Vols going to be the, the Vols are going to have a good probably their biggest going to have a good team but I mean as, if you're Georgia you're the defending two time defending national champ looking to three peat and you've got a schedule like Georgia has you better I mean the, the only team that the, really the only team that possibly could give Georgia some trouble would be the Vols in my yeah. opinion. The, and, well, and, the NCAA doesn't wait the schedule like the NFL does. You know, the NFL every year kind of waits the schedule depending on how you finish the year before. Uh, NCAA doesn't do that. In fact, they do a lot of their scheduling five, six, seven years ahead of time, even up to ten years ahead of time. So, you know, at the time you schedule this, these games, some of these teams were were stronger teams than they are now. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – Georgia – if Georgia doesn't – isn't in the hunt, this a colossal failure. They're not in the hunt for the for the Final Four appearance again this year. It'll be a colossal failure on their part, just because of the schedule they've got set up. I, I agree with you. I think Tennessee is the only team on their schedule that has a has a I mean, realistic chance. Okay, and, and and honestly, you know, I, I say realistic. I, I'd say even more. Again, I'm I'm a I'm a Tennessee. You know, I'm not a Avid, avid Tennessee fan, but I am a Tennessee you fan. Pull, you pull for the I ball. Pull for you pull for, pull for the balls. That's cool. I mean, and, and, and I that. think they've got a shot to. I think they have a realistic well, shot of, of upsetting Georgia, especially since Georgia's not going to face a whole lot of adversity before they play. Them. Well, Georgia starts out with Tennessee Martin, okay, and then they play Ball State. Then they play South Carolina in in Athens. Three JV games. Then they then, then they play <laughs> well, South Carolina. Is, okay, that's, they play that's UAB. They game. play UAB in in Athens. An up and coming team, but not quite there. Then yet. they play. Then they play at Auburn, and Auburn is is, is, is still in on, transition. They're uh, they're kind of on the downslope. Yeah. Then they get Kentucky at home. 
They get they go to Vanderbilt. Uh, they Vanderbilt, they Vanderbilt. get <laughs> they get Florida and Jacksonville like that was and the, Florida's the, struggling the world's largest cocktail party. They get Missouri and Georgia in Athens. Missouri's a mystery, but still they not get Ole Miss been. in Georgia. They get an um, up and down team. They have to go to Knoxville on November eighteenth uh, to play the Vols. That's, that'll be a test. And then they end up at they end up at Georgia Tech. I mean, which won't be much of a test. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, Tennessee's it, guys. I mean, in my opinion, now Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin and company have have kind of a history of playing the underdog role and giving someone a very difficult time. Kentucky has now, the same history, but nothing but, consistent. Nothing consistent out there that says that they're a, a real threat to Georgia. And I mean, how can you? I mean, how can you not go on and pencil Georgia in for the for the, at well, least like I said, the if, SEC championship game? Yeah, if they're not if they're not in the hunt. If they're not in the hunt for the national championship, this year, it is a colossal failure on their part. Well, Kirby, they, Kirby Smart's not going to allow, allow – I mean, I just don't – against these teams and this schedule, yeah. they're they short of just not showing up, not getting off the bus. I mean, there's just no way that yeah. Georgia doesn't run – Which, you know I'll, – I'll be, Honestly, being a, uh, you know, being a coach, those are the kind of schedules that scare you because – you're supposed to romp. You're, you know. <laughs> well, we talked. We talked about not ever being tested. Yeah, and then and then getting into a dogfight one afternoon. And I think or, that's where Tennessee's going to have afternoon. that chance. Is that you know they're they're going to go eight seven weeks. Part of the pun on the dogfight, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but, but but I'm just they're saying they're going to go seven weeks with a very real possibility of not being tested yet, and then they're going to hit Tennessee. And Tennessee's going to spread them out all over the place. They're going to push them all up and down the, you know, wish, you know, push them with the field. And uh, well, I mean, and, Tennessee, and so, Tennessee, Tennessee, like I well, said, well, they're just they're Tennessee in Knoxville. You know, they're, and, that game has been circled. That game has been circled since last year. And the Vols are going to be absolutely amped up and, and with, ready to rock and, and roll. And with high powered offense, they're they're going to have to play literally sideline to sideline and goal line to goal line on defense. And Georgia's not going to be pushed like that leading up to that game. And are they, you know, Tennessee's going to have two or three tests leading up to that game. So we'll see we'll see, you know, if Tennessee survives those early tests, I think they'll be primed. They'll be primed to go to 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 beat Georgia there in Knoxville. So well, uh, like we said tonight, there the, the footballs will be in the air. There are four college NCAA games, and then there are multiple high school games with Friday night lights all around the United States, and especially here in Murray County, as the Columbia Lions will be at home taking on Hunters Lane. At the same time, right next door, the Murray County Fair will be going on at the park. I wouldn't want to drive over in there, you know, if, if you can't hitch a ride like with somebody. I said, like I said off yeah. here a while ago, I'm kind of glad we're going to Mount Pleasant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mount Pleasant is uh, – we're, we're going to be in Mount Pleasant doing the Murray County Public School game day show at 530. And uh, following that at 7 will be the kickoff of Waverly at the Mount Mount Pleasant Tigers. This is the front front port sports radio hour. I am Drake for Coach Mike Lyle. Give us about four minutes, and we'll be right back with Magic Eight Ball and a few other little things. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. 
Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It is first Friday, September 1st, 2023, and it is Labor Day weekend. Tomorrow there is a huge slate of NCAA football, and then there's a couple of games on Sunday, and then there's a Monday night football game to take the place of NFL, which starts Thursday. And... uh Moving uh, on and talking about the NFL, first things first, we've got to give kudos to the uh, Nashville Soccer Club. The other football team. The other other football. They uh, held probably one of the greatest soccer players of all time, Lionel Messi, to no assist and no goals. This past week, and they played to a 0-0 tie against Inter-Miami. And uh, it's been like 88 days, or let's say three months, worth of soccer playing. And that includes Europe play, and then Messi coming over and playing for Inter-Miami. And then, of course, they had the the League's Cup in in Nashville that they played and and won in that incredible shootout. And so – but – the Nashville Football Soccer Club held Messi, no assists, no goals for the first time. And let's just say, let's round it up in three months and 90 days. And congratulations to them. I mean, that's that's a feat in itself, and they played to a 0-0 draw or tie. However which you which tells it. you about the level of play Nashville Soccer Club has and you know, the level of player. Uh, of course, they had last year's MVP, league MVP. Well, there's and, teams and in Europe that didn't hold it scoreless. Right, I was going to say, so we have a really, really good soccer team here. You know, it, to have joined in their second year of, of league play as a quote-unquote expansion team to be that competitive that quickly, uh, kudos to that team, kudos to their coaches and, and, and those players about doing it. And, again, like you said, they they were able to close down, at least for this game, Yeah. One of the greatest soccer players of all time. 
There you go. Okay, in the NFL, there's going to be some new-look offensive in the NFL, guys, for all you fantasy geeks out there. Um, look at – one team to look at is the Baltimore Ravens under new offensive coordinator Todd Monken, uh, and they've added new receivers Odell Beckham Jr. and rookie Zay Flowers in there. Um J.K. Dobbins is back. Uh, whether he is completely healthy or not, we'll, you know they'll find out. But the real running threat for the Baltimore Ravens is Lamar Jackson, their quarterback. Um, the Falcons uh, look to be one of the highest flying, pardon the pun, but look to be one of the highest flying offensive teams with Arthur Smith that coached at the Titans, now as head coach, head coach, Titans. and yeah. great success. Now as head coach at the Falcons, and they got they have players like Kyle Pitts that played tight end at Florida, which is kind of a hybrid tight end because he's really more like a, a wide receiver. Drake London and Bijan Robinson, who is picked to be like the number four running back in the NFL this year by all the fantasy sites. Um, so let's uh, let's see who are the the Jets with the addition of. Dalvin Cook, Garrett Wilson getting a year older at wide receiver, uh, Aaron Rodgers coming, coming to town. To the show, yeah. I mean, there are tons of, of of new teams that are getting new players, and it's kind of like it's kind of like buying a new. It, for the fans, it's kind of like getting a new shiny car. Yeah. You know, a brand new shiny car. You you get to jump in it and and see all the updated technology and fun stuff and different knobs and stuff that your old junker didn't have. And this this new this new car got a bunch of fun stuff. And guess what, Mike? It goes a hell of a lot faster. Yes, and, and and you also got teams that are nor- that have you know recently and traditionally been the quote unquote doormat or weak sister teams. Now all of a sudden they're going to start being competitive in your traditional powers. You know the Patriots are going to be the ones struggling. They're going to be the ones scrambling to 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 get their wins and get enough wins yeah. to get in the playoffs. You got Jets coming in strong. You've got Atlanta coming in with with all kinds Another- of things. Uh, Another you team, know, Carolina, is, is going to be a, that's right. a team that you're going to have to. The to, Jaguars, Jaguars, you know, teams that have been traditionally weak and, and kind of a day, a week off for some teams, no longer the case. So and, you know, the Bears, <clears throat> the Bears went out and spent a bunch of money. They've got DJ Moore coming in yeah. at wide receiver. Uh, they they spent money on a couple of linebackers, TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Darnell Wright from I believe he's from Tennessee, yeah. wasn't he? Wasn't he at Tennessee? So. He got him in at, at spent a high draft pick on him and brought him in at offensive excuse me, pardon me, offensive tackle. So there are a number of as you guys and there'll be a lot of fantasy league drafts this weekend. I promise you there'll be a bunch of them around. If you're in it, pay attention to the new additions and these these wide receivers and these running backs that are being moved around to new teams and a lot spend a lot of money on. And let me tell you what, if you look at Dalvin Cook, I know they've got Brees Hall uh, that was injured last year, and, and now the Jets got Dalvin Cook, but they're not paying Dalvin Cook $8 million a year to sit on the bench, okay? They're not going to go out and get Dalvin Cook and pay him 8 to $10 million a year and just address, just address him, and not use him. So they're going to use Dalvin Cook. I promise you, they're going to use Dalvin Cook. Now, I promised you all. How much time we got left in this? You got about three and a half minutes. Okay. All right. Let's let's go over. Uh, let's go over. Let's go over tonight's. I'll tell you what. Let's go over some 
intriguing games over the weekend real quick, and then we're going to end up with the Magic 8-Ball pick. So you all grab a, a pen and a piece of paper to write these down if you so choose. Um, Western Kentucky is minus 12, and they are playing South Florida. And Western Kentucky has their terrific quarterback back, Austin Reed, with two starting wide receivers from last year. Okay. Um, South Florida allowed 41 points a game average last year. It's not a very good defensive vote. I mean, no. I mean, it's average, hard, hard to win. Hard to win games when you're allowing when those, you're that allowing kind of, that kind of teams to score forty plus points a game, and South Florida has only won three games in the last two seasons. Three in the last two seasons. So I'm I'm laying the twelve points. I'm taking Western Kentucky in that matchup. New Mexico and Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher has brought on Bobby Petrino. Who was at who wasn't he at Arkansas and then got caught on the motorcycle or something <laughs> with his girlfriend and his wife didn't like it too much. But anyway, uh, he Jimbo Fisher plus Bobby Petrino equals what? Touchdowns. Or chaos. Over the forty nine <laughs> depends bet, on bet over the forty nine total in the A and M New Mexico game. Ball State at Kentucky. Kentucky minus twenty six Kentucky has a new quarterback, Devin Leary. He played at North Carolina State. He got in the transfer portal and is now the now the quarterback at Kentucky. Um, Kentucky also has returning their offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, a very hot offensive coordinator. Kentucky puts up 40 just by themselves, and if Ball State kicks in 10 or 12, it goes over the 49 points. Take the over in the Kentucky game. Over the New Mexico game, Western Kentucky so far. Now, South Alabama is visiting Tulane. South Alabama is getting six and a half. Tulane lost about everybody from last year. Tulane has Ole Miss. Tulane has Ole Miss next week coming into the Big Easy. I say they're overlooking South Alabama. Take South Alabama plus the six points. Okay, real quick. Eight you got ball. just a few seconds. You got under a minute. All so right. You got to under a minute. Crank it up. Write it down. Magic 8 Ball says take Miami of Ohio plus the points against Miami. Take Michigan State over uh, Central Michigan. Take Louisville over Georgia Tech. And take Stanford over Hawaii. This has been the. Oh, we can still. We, I can yeah, lay you, I, Well, you, 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 you did pick it up. I fast. Can give, okay. <laughs> also. Uh, the Magic 8-Ball likes TCU, laying the 21 points to primetime and his boys. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, the Magic 8-Ball said take UCLA and lay the 14 points. Chip Kelly's most complete team at UCLA he's ever had. Even though Dor- Dorian Thompson-Robinson is gone, UCLA still wins by a couple of touchdowns. The problem is Coastal Carolina's defense. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Coach Mike. You all have a great Labor Day weekend. And, hey, take Monday off. <laughs>